Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, I am giving away free signed books. You can pick any one that you want out of the three. All you have to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well. That's all you have to do. And I will be randomly picking winners every month, no matter when you listen to this episode. I will be randomly picking winners. My team and I will be going through Apple Podcasts. You can leave your Instagram handle on your Apple Podcast review, or you can message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. You can screenshot the review and do it that way. Either way works. So enter to win by just leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get to today's guest. His name is Major. Major is an American music producer, songwriter, and recording artist from Detroit. His mission is to heal through music. After being diagnosed with leukemia, he was inspired by sound therapy to bring healing frequencies to the masses. He is the first pop artist to release music at a frequency of 432 hertz tuning, which is considered to be the same frequency as nature. We're going to talk all about sound therapy. We're going to talk about the healing power of sound, the healing power of music. His vision is to go beyond recording and producing a feel-good track. A simple way of describing the process is that by the music vibrating in frequencies that match nature, they can help bring the listener into increased harmony, Major says. He has been nominated for Grammy Awards for his work 
on Trey Song's album in 2010, Justin Bieber's Purpose album, and Monica's album in 2011. He is also part of the Area 21 duo and has written and produced songs for several artists such as Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Wiz Khalifa, who's from Pittsburgh, by the way, Tiesto, Iggy Azalea, and Martin Garrix. Stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end, I'll answer another one of your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything. All right, this is Major's Art of Being Well. Major, thank you so much for being on The Art of Being Well, man. Appreciate it. Blessings, blessings. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, I saw you and your work on social media from some mutual people that we know in the space of health and wellness and people in Los Angeles, mutual friends. And I was really taken back of just the innovative, therapeutic, but really awesome things that you're doing in the music space. But I want to go back and learning about you and hearing how you got into this, you kind of, you you were diagnosed with leukemia, right? So take me back to that time and how that was a pivotal time in your life to really do what you're doing today. Yes, yes, I was. So at that moment, I was in my 20s and I was living in Atlanta and I was having, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, but I, I had to move to Atlanta because when I was 17 or 18, I got into the music industry through the internet completely like didn't you know didn't know anything about that but I was able to start working as a music producer and so I was traveling a lot and I was in a great run of having a lot of success as a producer and my career was going well I was living in Atlanta I was working on these dream projects and then out of nowhere you know, my health started to go down and that's when I got the diagnosis. And it, at that, it was just a shift for me because it was like such, everything was so good, the momentum in terms of just, you know, it felt like I, I had no problems. And then all of a sudden you're faced with a serious health problem, which is the most serious kind of problem you can face, you know, or one of them. And so it was an interesting time, but definitely valuable for everything that I'm doing now. And also just, one of my biggest teachers just kind of puts things in perspective a little bit, but yeah, that was, a, that was a very pivotal time for me. So you're at that point, how did that shift your perception of wellness and what did that mean to you? Like wh- how, what changes did you make in your life at that point? Well, at that point I, I, I pretty much followed just, and I was great, super grateful for it. So I'm not against it at all. Like the chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. That was able to get me to a level to way down below where it was anything fatal, you know? So I was super grateful for that. At that moment, I hadn't really been exposed to many other ways of healing. So for a while, that was just, you know, I was really grateful for the chemo. And I mean, you know, this can be arguable, but I also had a belief when I got it. I remember sitting in the doctor's office and I knew that I wouldn't die from it. I remember feeling that feeling. So maybe my belief, maybe, you know, some people believe that our thoughts kind of influence, you know, mm-hmm. our, our health. So could be some of that as well, but it was pretty much the, the chemotherapy, you know, at that time was my treatment. Yeah. And then you are in this space of music and that, and then you had this idea to heal through sound and the specific frequencies uh, yes. I'd love to talk about this, the 432 Hertz versus the 444, like what that means and what made you think I'm going to do this. I'm not going to just do 
this, your traditional meditative healing music, but you're going to bring just really cool music, pop music, stuff that people would listen to on the radio, but at a frequency that has really never been done before. The evolution to that moment was winding road in a sense. So my first experience to even think about something like that, to even understand about music's power was I went to a show. I produced, I, I got a chance to along my journey to produce for many awesome artists. And there was a show in Mexico City with thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. So many people, you couldn't, you couldn't see the back of the people, to see if people are crowd. And when I realized that they were all listening to music that I wrote, you know, or came through me, it showed me that the music was my power. Before that, I thought that maybe I didn't quite know what, how I'll be able to make an impact kind of in the world. And I was thinking, oh, maybe the money I'm making from this music, I'll be able to do some great things with, which I still do believe and still, and you know, I'm working on it. But I realized that the music was just like my thing I could offer to the world more so than even, you know, money. Like even though for me, I, I had a lot of money, but that there's people who will be born into more than I could ever make from music. So that wasn't necessarily my gift of like, this is your thing that you can uniquely offer. And so that concert kind of opened my eyes. Wait, it's, it's the music, you know, it, it, it kind of had came so naturally for me in, in the sense of not even naturally the music came naturally, but the way that my career unfolded that I didn't really think about it in that way until I was standing there. And I realized that like the, this music I was making had a huge like effect on a lot of people at once. So that was kind of among the beginning of my, I want to say maybe consciousness journey. I don't know if that's even the right word, but I'll say that. And um, at that moment at the show, I realized that I wanted to use music as my tool to heal or to, you know, to do positive. And so my first idea was not the frequency. It was to write positive, uplifting lyrics or, lyrics that had more meaning or so, you know, that was kind of my first initial idea. And I really struggled with that. Like, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't resonating the same way. And I was getting frustrated because it just didn't sound, certain things just didn't sound right. It didn't match, you know, it wasn't lining up. It wasn't feeling good. And so through many synchronicities, I started to learn about the power of sound on human bodies. And when I realized that sound is actually affects things, it has the power to affect us. Mm-hmm. I was like, and that was like mind blowing for me because I had never heard of anything like that in the music industry. But then I started, as I started going more into like spiritual and science communities, I started seeing that, you know, how sound was used in many different ways. And I was like, wait a minute, this is is cool. There is a product out there that people are calling nature's super fuel in a bottle, the fourth macronutrient. And the Times even called it the drink of dreams. The Atlantic quoted it as the most incredible surge of positive energy. It's better than caffeine, better than sugar. Want to know what it is? It's Ketone IQ. Ketone IQ delivers a clean, focused boost of energy. It's a competitive edge your brain and body will thank you for. It's clinically proven to boost mental clarity, increase endurance, recovery, and so much more. I've used this for a long time. I love this stuff. 
when I'm having maybe a little bit of lull of energy in the day when I'm consulting patients online or if I know I have a late night. This is a nice, clean, focused energy, no jitters that you get from caffeine. It is amazing. One time I took my son, who's 16 years old, to a Justin Bieber concert, shout out to the Biebs. And I basically am like a homebody introvert. I don't go out late at night ever, <laughs> but this is a random day that I did. And I knew I was gonna be out past 8 p.m., <laughs> my, my bedtime. And I had a shot of ketone IQ. Man, I enjoyed the night. I had focused energy. Again, no jitters that you get from caffeine or you feel like crap the next day when you have like sugar and just junk food. This is amazing. You're gonna sleep great, have great energy throughout your day as well. Love it. All you have to do is visit ketone-iq.com and use promo code WILLCOOL at checkout to save 10%. Again, that's ketone-iq.com, promo code WILLCOOL, or the next 100 people to visit ketone-iq.com, use promo code WILLCOOL at checkout to save 20%. Again, that's ketone-iq.com, promo code WILLCOOL. Our next partner has a product I've loved for years. It is a game changer in my life and so many of my patients. It's Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it also contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting really good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity throughout your day and mental alertness. It's the one thing with all the best things. It's one thing you can do every day to support just about every system in your body. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's all you have to do. And to make it really easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. And they're also going to give you five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash willcole to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. The first thing that we did was I learned that most pretty much all modern music is used at the tune of A equals 440 hertz, which is like a standard tuning. And there's some people who have theories about why that's not good. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to. You can look into it if you want to check it out. But 
my initial thing based also off of some of the papers of who's become a good friend of mine now, but his, his name is Robert Gray. He wrote a paper about 432 tuning and basically just exploring the idea of creating music intentionally with a frequency intentionally designed for, for good or for even intentional at all, you know? And right now in the music industry, everything is literally the same one. If you buy a keyboard, it's stock set in this frequency. If you, you know, you use a guitar tuner, they're usually all in the same frequency. You know, we just kind of wanted to open up the idea that there are other opportunities. And and that's nothing that I made up at all because they've been using it in many different communities, but it's, for some reason it just didn't make it into like my world yet, which was like the mainstream music world. So I'm just helping to be a bridge, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what my, as you were telling this story, like that's what you're doing. You're bridging this world that's already in journals. It's already being talked about in the scientific literature. It's already being talked about within the wellness world of sound therapy, but it's never been bridged into the mainstream music world. So I, I forgive my, like, I'm ignorant when it comes to the music frequencies and how that's done, but how do you, when you're producing this music and making this music, the frequency changes, what does that look like? How does that change happen? That's a really good question. For me, it means retuning every sound, every instrument, every layer. So every layer is generated at that, whatever sound, you know frequency we want. Got it. Changing from the standard tune. And it's understood in the sound therapy world and in the researchers that are looking at this 432 hertz to be the frequency of nature. Can you explain that, what that means and what you've learned in, in studying this? I'm not sure because I've heard many different things about that, but maybe what I think you're referring to is Schumann resonance and its relation to Schumann resonance, which is basically the frequency of the earth in a short way, way oversimplified version of it. So I think that it's related to that. But I mean, there's, I try not to say, because nature, okay, like nature has every frequency, right? Nature has a, a rumble of a, of a thunderstorm. It's a low frequency. It has this of rain on a day, you know, when it comes through, it has the beach, which is, which is a sweeping of frequency. So na- nature is awesome in that it has, you know, it, it holds the whole spectrum. Mm. So this is tapping into one healing frequency within nature, as at least that's the theory of it. And I've seen in researching this work and sound therapy and these different frequencies that this frequency that you put your music in has been shown in studies, some of them small studies, but compelling double-blind placebo-controlled trials to lower heart rate, to improve sleep, to improve relaxation and positive mental state, like really cool stuff just from a frequency alone, let alone, like you're saying from lyrically, you're bringing in positive, uplifting things. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's positive. (laughs) my My vision with being able to use the frequency is that I wanted anyone to be able, because a lot of the songs we were making that were just in pop, they weren't necessarily positive, but I noticed they have millions of plays, some of them billions of plays. So, you know, I wanted to be able to kind of get that in there. So even if I'll give a beat to an artist, even if I, even if they're not making something positive, because okay. just because I, I feel like 
the people who are listening to their music can be subtly affected by a small frequency shift. And it's a lot of small things that kind of sometimes awaken us, right? Or, or push us right on the path we need, you know, rather than listening to those lyrics and music that is potentially not having the best effect on them. So. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So I, I get it. So even if someone's like, you're, it's not overtly positive, you feel like the frequency is beneficial to kind of help people on some level, some therapeutic level, some meditative level. Absolutely. And also just on the level of even opening their ideas to the opening other artists ideas to the power of a connection between intention and sound and the frequency. Mm. Just even if someone, even if that artist that says it doesn't do it, but they come out with that song later on and that song goes in some club and they, because someone watches this interview and they now know, oh, Major did that. You know, it all connects into kind of me wanting to just get the message out there in general about mm-hmm. music as a potential healing thing and just other frequencies. You can, you can go in other mm-hmm. frequencies. We don't even yeah. know that. People don't even know that. Everyone uses the same one. Yeah. I literally, I mean, I've never seen it. When I see your music on Apple Music, it you're the one putting that out there and educating people about that and what that can do for us. I'm sure you've heard on social media, or I'm maybe asking this, what have you heard from fans on social media on what this music is doing for them anecdotally? Oh uh, man, I'll, I'll read one I just saw, I just got actually today. I'll read it literally sent today. What he said, uh, message is coming in hot these days, man. he said this last message was your frequency volume one is my go-to positive good vibes album i just want you to be aware that it's not just music it's medicine i did five hard days of work and travel and had to wake up super early to do this to do this finally got to deep sleep and it was time i was grumpy i put on the headphones and listened to the music and thank you you expressed and i expressed my gratitude to God for his protection and blessings. This frequency changed. One man to another, we all struggle and battle demons daily. So I know you have yours too. So when you're having a rough day, remember you're very special and your music helps people. Thank you. Sing the gratitude to yourself. I think I think he's trying to say like, I'm not so sure cool. what he's trying to say there at the end, but That's that awesome, was, man. his message was awesome. Yeah. And so I've been getting a lot of stuff like that, which is so cool. That is so cool. Like what... What it sounds to me is like you have this professional move because you felt like this was important. You started diving into the research and this communities that are having this conversation about sound healing. What on your own personal level, what was that spiritual evolution like for you? Like what does that sort of mindfulness, meditation, what does that look like in your personal life? Oh, yeah. Well, that evolution is definitely still happening. I feel like I'm in a um, caterpillar phase. But um, my personal thing has been I've been doing meditation daily, like silence, breathing. And that really, I notice makes a huge difference. What about you? Do you have any like, personal daily practice? Or yeah, man, I do a gratitude practice every morning. So when I get to the clinic, my team and I do prayer and meditation and we do case reviews, but we have to hold space for patients that are going through some serious things. We deal a lot with autoimmune cases. So gratitude practice and meditation both together as a group, as a team, but also individually, I'm doing it in between consulting patients. We consult people online. So it's a major thing. What does, what does that look like for you? How much time are you spending in meditation? Is it something that's like a major? I try to do at least 20 minutes a day. I try. 
if I do it in the morning, I feel like it kind of sets the tone for my day. I'm in a better space. Like as far as the creative process, what, how does that, what's the importance of being present when it comes to, to music and being creative? Oh man, it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything. Music is, that's everything. Without that, you're dead. You can't make anything good. If you're not present, you can't, you can't even hear it. Music is one of those things that it all happens right now. That's why I think people like concerts so much and we don't even know. I think a lot of times we have a challenge of being present. And I think those are shortcut to that presence. When you're watching someone sing something right in front of your face right there, you can only hear it right then. When they're playing, someone's playing an instrument right then. It's only there. I mean, you can watch a video of it, which is like a little different version. But when you're music, when you're listening and analyzing and saying, okay, is this loud enough? Is this right? You have to, like, it forces you to presence. And that's also huge huge meditation for me and has been for years before I even knew what meditation was because music was one of those things I could sit down and play for hours and forgot to eat and wrote a new song, come up with a new song or a new vibe is something that's like, so music is a huge meditation for me. And that's something I'm grateful that I get to do daily. And now I get to do for so long professionally. It's like, it's like a big, big blessing and a dream. I you know super grateful for it. And now I kind of feel a responsibility to try to, do something good with it, you know, because it's, it's really, it's really like, yeah, you get paid to meditate in a sense. It's making music is like, is the best meditation for me. Mm-hmm. I get asked on an almost weekly basis, what are my thoughts on apple cider vinegar? It's something that people see all over Dr. Google. They want to know, okay, what's the deal about this? Should they take it? What's the benefits? What's the science around it? Uh, or is it something they should pass? On. So the reality is apple cider vinegar has a lot of very exciting research around it. It's a great way to support your gut health. Honestly, it's one of the best tools. It can be a game changer in your digestive gut health. But big but here, <laughs> there's a caveat. You have to make sure you're getting it in a safe way. It's a very potent food medicine that can potentially burn your esophagus because it is so strong and acidic. So you want to make sure that you're getting it in a nice, very a protective, safe way. So the way that I recommend it and the way that I recommend my patients is the apple cider vinegar complex from Paleo Valley. And just so you all know, if there is a sponsor on the Art of Being Well, it's because I use it personally or I recommend it to patients or both. And this is certainly no exception. I've loved this for a long time. You can get all the healing properties of apple cider vinegar into your daily diet without the fuss or the burn. Because again, ACV has been shown to support with digestion, breaking down proteins. It's almost like a whole foods-based digestive enzyme. It improves blood sugar response, supporting with satiety and cravings. So if you're struggling with blood sugar problems or hangriness or cravings, this can be a game changer. So all you have to do is head on over to paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will for 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com slash D-R-W-I-L-L paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will for 15% off. People age at different speeds and the date on your license may not represent your inner biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span and slow down the accelerated aging process, the keys to health and longevity run in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce your stress, improve your sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, 
Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise for your body, the right nutrition for your body, and supplementation for your body. It's bio-individuality at its best. What I love about this, you all have to do this, is add the inner age 2.0 to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age. You're gonna be shocked by these results. It's pretty astounding to see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. Or you can use code Will Cole at checkout. Man, every time someone tells me they got Inside Tracker, I get so excited because the results are just so helpful. You get actionable advice from them. So again, that's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. What are some other ways that you practice presence? Any other things that you find to be helpful that could help other people? Yeah, like I really like yoga a lot. I watch YouTube a lot. I learn, I learn off YouTube. And, you know, even sometimes I just put on like affirmation of something I'm working for and just play it in the back. And I got YouTube premium so they don't put ads on my stuff. I can just play, you know, but right. I, and I just listen to it. And, you know, I try to keep more conscious of my you know, mental state. Mm-hmm. I don't watch scary movies. Uh, or wear white. You know, I'm just trying. I'm just doing, I'm just doing. Uh, I love it, man. <laughs> you have some really cool, innovative, intentional things in your life. I mean, like you're saying, you're intentionally wearing white, just being pure vessel. You are doing yoga. You're doing meditation. You're putting out awesome mainstream music with a frequency that has therapeutic benefits. Like what are your, do you have any specific teachers or resources that you found to be really like, if someone wants to dig into this stuff more? Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, mostly anything I learned from anything in life, completely honest, has come from YouTube. I'll be completely honest. I've learned like master's degrees on YouTube, even from down to producing music. That's how I started to recording to learning. You know, there's so many talks and so many things. But then also, like, I mean, there's there's one documentary, I think it's called Sonic Geometry. My friend was responsible for producing that, Robert. And then I, I did many things. I went with this group, Resonance Science. They have courses kind of talking about some of this stuff, but we went together to the pyramids of Egypt and Machu Picchu and they have books and courses about it. So resonance, there's this guy, uh, he wrote this really cool one called uh, numerical universe. And that one is really cool. It talks about just numbers and mathematics. I'm really inspired by Nikola Tesla. Yeah. He's one of my big inspirations. And so yeah. I, I read a lot of his stuff and just look into his stuff. Awesome. Were you raised religious or with any specific spiritual tradition or did all this happen later in life? I was raised Christian. Yes. And how's that evolved? Like, would you still identify with that as your sort of your main spiritual perspective or has that evolved as well? Um, I think, I think what you're, at least for me, what I, what I was raised in is just, it's so, it's so deep rooted. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you know, at least for me, I don't know if I ever will go be, be able to go away from like that in that way, because I don't know. There's something about those development years mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever you grow in, you know, and that's so I would say if I had to put it in an earthly way that people could understand, I, I would put it through that lens because that's just the way I see life, you know. But yeah. yeah, yeah, same here. Same here. I hear you. 
for you with this spiritual I, evolution? I also, that, though, I want to say yeah. with that, with that, I do want to say that I believe everyone's on their unique path and I don't have all the answers about that, you know, about to say which, yeah. path, which path is right. And, and that's, you know, that's one thing that I don't resonate with about many religions is, is, or any, or any practice is saying that someone else is wrong because maybe, maybe that's just wrong for you, but maybe that's right mm-hmm. for them, you know? And so I think that if we can start doing that, as people start, stop like saying that someone's path is wrong just because it's, it's not, you know, and sometimes we fall into a trap because we, we, we see something that works for us and we think, it must be the only way for everyone. And so we're trying to help sometimes. We're saying, look, nah, this, this, this is it. I know it worked for me. Trust me, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Trust me. But maybe yeah. other people got other stuff going on, you know? Dude, I, I see that so much on so many different levels. I see that in the health world oftentimes where people will say, okay, this specific health like mm-hmm. way of eating mm-hmm. or this, this exercise... That was my, cause it worked for them and they get so excited about it. Like you're saying, but they don't know all the variables and what works for one person. Even if it's the best thing for you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's where that person's at. Man, like, it could be the worst thing for someone else. hundred <laughs> percent. I so an analogy that I use on the show a lot is like, we're all different facets of the same diamond. We all reflect light in a different way, but we're all part of that same diamond. And we think our facet is the best way, but they have to realize they're part of a bigger thing. And we all kind of reflect, reflect and reflect light in a different way. Exactly. And when we appreciate that about each other, then we can literally appreciate each other. You know, we can appreciate the yeah. differences and that's what creates the beautiful harmony. Absolutely. Do you, I'm curious to know, like, and I, I don't know this about you, so it's fine if it's, if it's nothing right now, but your spiritual evolution, did that impact you and the way that you ate? Did that impact the foods that you eat? And what does that look like for you? Yes. Well, it made me view, and this is something that I learned even from a young spiritual practice, which is your body, my body as a temple. So mm-hmm. I wanted to try to maintain that. And so the main thing that I do that I've done is increase my water intake. Mm. I try to really, really drink. I try to, I try to get one gallon a day. I don't hit it a lot of days. So I'm not going to pretend that I get it. But for me, water was big. Cause I, it just, it just seems to kind of make sense that water is involved in every process. It mm-hmm. just makes so much sense for me. I just kind of yeah. intuitively felt. Yeah. Yeah. Did you focus on any other foods? Do you notice any other foods being a good part of your wellness practice? Nothing that as much as water. I noticed the biggest difference Interesting. if I'm not drinking water. Do you get specific? Some people get really specific about the type of water they're drinking mm-hmm. and get into that. Do you, what, what type of water are we talking about? Just I need to do better with that, to be honest. Well, I mean, to me, it's like, if as long as it's clean water, I don't get super specific, but I just, just filtered water. Um, yeah. that's, that's good for most of us, as long as it's clean, right? Unfortunately, um, I got um, I got like, I can't talk about that because I got so much sponsors involved in water. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to leave right. that to the experts. So what's coming up for you? Like what's career-wise, professionally and personally, like what's the next year or so look like for you? Oh man, so much. We're launching more of the music. The freak, bringing sound healing to mainstream is my main intention, bringing sound healing to mainstream. So we've got, Really awesome collabs coming up with some really big brands and different companies. We've got experiences. We've got collaborations with other artists. I've got a project called Area 21 with Martin Garrix, who's an awesome DJ. We just launched just an animated series about 
aliens who crash into Earth and they're kind of surprised at how humans are behaving. It's kind of funny, but it's also holding up a mirror at a lot of things that happen in society. So that's launching. You can check that out right now, Area 21. And then just working on bringing the sound healing to mainstream. We have a lot of really cool music coming out. I don't want to give away too much, but I'm re- it's mm-hmm. like just a lot of collaborations and expanding awareness about about what we're doing. So I'm grateful to do stuff mm-hmm. like this with you, you know? Yeah, man, I appreciate it. What's the, I'm curious, like coming out of the pandemic and live shows not being a thing for the past year or so, and you mentioned that present moment experience of a live show, what, what are you excited to get back on stage? Have you already done it? What's that this look is, like so, for you? So before I was mostly behind the scenes, like, like I told you, I was a music producer, but so this is going to be new for me. It's like a new world. Like I awesome. haven't, I'm yet to really, you know, I'm super excited about it. I feel like the energy that I get from being out right now is already just good. Like <laughs> just in general, not even playing a show. Like even if I'm just, even if I rap a song or sing a song for someone on the Zoom, like anything, it's just, I feel like we want that connection so much that it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm super excited for some shows. Hopefully we do some on that side. You guys got to come by. Yeah, for sure, man. Do you have any planned? Is that there's a, is there a tour coming up? Or what's that look like for you? We're supposed to. We're planning two different tours at the same time, but this this year it's been. I don't. I don't even want to say because I thought yeah. that the pandemic was going to be two weeks. <laughs> I be, <laughs> I thought it was going to be two weeks when they say, "Yo, yeah. just going to go inside and flatten the curve really fast." You know, mm-hmm. I believe that. So everything <laughs> everything <laughs> I thought about it has been wrong in terms of timing. Yeah. So now I'm just like, well, when we. When I get on the stage, we'll I'm on the stage. When they book me and call me, and we know when, yeah. when when my team calls me and says it's clear to go, I'm gonna go. I love it. You can't. You're right. We can't predict. We tried to predict things, and this, oh, so much of this has been unprecedented. What's? I'm curious. Like, do you have any visions or inspirations for what you want the experience to be, like the live show experience? Because you, your music is therapeutic and healing. Like the, what you're doing is, but I imagine from a visual experience standpoint. You could be doing, I mean, I'm, you've probably have so many ideas up your sleeve. Any, any oh, yes. sneak peeks on what We're you're working want? on something with this really awesome group called, um, their artist, this group called Chromasonic, doing a, a, a art experience. And also one with my awesome friend, um, De La Ram. And so, yeah, we have, we have a few like merging, you know, merging the art experience with the music experience. And we just did a performance with a sound bath. I played piano and it's an awesome woman, Anna did a sound bath. So we've got a lot of stuff coming on with that. Just, just being really creative. I feel like now is the time for that, you know, to really just be as creative as we want. So I love it. Love it. That, man, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule and talking with you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. All right, now it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Jared. Jared asks, is glyphosate something I should be worried about for my health? And if so, is there a way to test for it in my body? This is a pretty controversial topic in some spaces. To me, 
It's not very controversial, but it's something that is imperative for us to discuss. In my opinion, from my functional medicine side of things, from my, from even my environmental side of things, as far as my perspective goes, this is something to consider. Glyphosate, for people that are newer to this term, it was introduced by Monsanto and it's used in Roundup, which is the extensively and pervasively used herbicide that's used worldwide, definitely within the United States. And it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's it's used in farming, in big ag, all around the country, all around the world. In many countries, it's actually going to be outlawed or in the process of being outlawed or is already outlawed. Um, Roundup and and glyphosate that's used in uh, different products. But glyphosate is reported in different studies to be associated with increased risk of certain types of cancers, endocrine disruption, hormonal problems. It is associated even in small amounts with it's implicated in infertility. And you look at the levels of infertility in our world today people having trouble conceiving or having healthy pregnancies. It's associated with different autoimmune inflammatory problems like celiac disease, autism, leaky gut syndrome, which can trigger just about any autoimmune problem and a decimator to our gut microbiome. So it is absolutely something to talk about and look at. And I, more and more studies need to be done and this needs to be looked at objectively and people need to be informed uh, as far as what's going on right now. So the way that I quantify this with labs is typically through urine tests, we can measure glyphosate levels in the body. Because of bioindividuality, i.e. we're all different, some people are better detoxers and methylators than others. So a lot of my patients have different methylation gene SNPs, different uh, HLA gene SNPs, their body is more prone to pro-inflammatory states. So that genetic variability paired with exposure to environmental toxins like glyphosate can be a trigger, this epigenetic genetic interplay that can trigger pro-inflammatory problems like those things that we we were talking about, brain health problems, infertility, hormonal problems, autoimmune problems, and the like. So the, the short answer is yes, we need to measure this. At the same time, I don't want to be alarmist without context. Do I feel like everybody should be up in arms and, and scared and, and, and fearful about this? No, I think that there's a lot of agency that we have on how we live our life. And even by making small changes, small positive changes, we can really mitigate risk factors. So I don't think you should be living in a bubble. I don't want this to trigger anybody's anxiety or panic or obsession. And, and create any anything negative in that way. But at the same time, I think we should be empowered. So be encouraged by this because we have to know what we're dealing with to do something about it. So I want this to be a message of agency over our health, not of fear. And I definitely don't want to fear monger in any way, but it is a problem. We have to talk about it. And there have been guests on the podcast. There'll be guests in the future that we're going to dig even deeper on this topic. But for now, I would recommend anybody to get their glyphosate levels tested in their body and not just look at glyphosate, but look at environmental toxins as a whole. We see flame retardants, we see gasoline additives, we see other herbicide compounds. So it's not just about glyphosate, it's about the total 
toxic burden that's on the human genome, which just to repeat myself over and over again on the podcast is that most of our genetics haven't changed in 10,000 years. But yet you look at the onslaught of these epigenetic triggers, these environmental pollutants that we're being bombarded with that's triggering genetic predispositions that have always been there, but are being awoken like never before in human history because of these environmental pollutants. Glyphosate being one of many. So let's not over-focus on one thing. Yes, that is very, very common and, and is a problem, but it's really a combination, a confluence of factors when it comes to environmental pollutants that we have to look at. So hopefully this was helpful. If you're interested in testing this, just go to drwillcole.com, go over to the consultation page, and we can we run these labs for people around the world. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.